Chapter Thirty of France to Scandinavia by Frank G. Carpenter. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Betty B. Copenhagen, the Gate to the Baltic. The sea is a big factor in the success of the Danes, the descendants of the Vikings. For more than one thousand years, they have been going down to the sea in ships and doing business in great waters. Turn to the map in this book and see just where Denmark lies. It consists of a long, narrow tongue known as Jutland, extending out from the northwestern part of the continent, almost blocking the entrance to the Baltic, that great Mediterranean Sea of the north, and licking with its tip the gulf into which one steams up to Christiania, the capital of Norway. In addition to this tongue, the country consists of about 500 islands, on one of the largest of which stands the capital, Copenhagen. There are straits around the tongue through which all ships must go in entering the Baltic, except the few that pass through the Kaiser Wilhelm Canal. Thus they pass right by Copenhagen, making it the natural stopping place for the shipping of Scandinavia, Finland, Russia, Latvia, Estonia, Lithuania, Poland, and North Germany. Copenhagen is a port of call for all these countries, and it does an enormous business in transferring goods. It has weekly sailings to and from the United States, and I have seen ship after ship from New York discharging passengers and freight, which are here transferred to other ships for the lands farther east. Denmark itself has nearly 4,000 vessels, and she owns steamships that go regularly to North and South America, Asia and Africa, and to most of the ports of this continent of Europe. Every year, more than 23,000 vessels from foreign countries come here. I drove for several hours along the quays yesterday and saw everywhere quantities of United States goods. The ships were unloading grain, cotton seed oil, raw materials of many kinds, farming machinery, automobiles, automobile parts, in fact, nearly everything we make or produce. More than a thousand tons of automobile parts come from New York to Copenhagen each week. They are sent by the company that makes the fliver and are assembled here before transshipment to the lands of the Baltic. Its Copenhagen factory puts together one car every six minutes all the day through. This is done in the free port, which allows the selling and transfer of goods without payment of duty, an arrangement by which Copenhagen hopes to compete with Hamburg. The free port is a great factory and warehouse, as well as an international merchandising district. It includes almost 130 acres of land and 83 acres of anchorage, and has scores of electric cranes and other modern equipment for loading and unloading goods. There are grain elevators which cover acres and factories making goods for both domestic and foreign consumption. Copenhagen is one of the liveliest cities of northern Europe. Most of its half-million people are as well-dressed as any you will find on the continent. It has some magnificent buildings and the cleanest streets outside of Holland. Every man here has to see that the street and the pavement in front of his house is kept clean. The asphalt is brushed several times every day, and a regiment of able-bodied paupers is always at work on the squares. The capital of Denmark is full of red blood and the vigor of youth. The people on the streets go about with a smile and seem to be prosperous. I have been here for a week and have not yet seen a beggar. There are no blind men on the corners peddling matches and notions, and no haggard old women selling newspapers. 
the shops of copenhagen are full of fine goods and their window dressing compares with that of our principal cities walking through the chief business centers is like visiting an exposition and moreover all of the prices are marked in plain figures i spent this afternoon in one of the big department stores here it reminds me of those of boston philadelphia detroit cleveland and other american cities of the same size it has an abundance of everything and the finest wares from all over the world are displayed it has a book section with books in all languages and especially english including poetry fiction economics and travel the thorwaldsen museum is one of the finest on the continent and singularly enough it is devoted to the works of one sculptor thorwaldsen was educated at the academy of copenhagen and later on in rome he soon developed into a great sculptor his works which are of wonderful beauty are famous all the world over among the exhibits in the museum here is a model of the swiss lion which he carved out of the rock at lucerne in memory of the swiss guard's defense of the tuileries another great man of copenhagen was hans christian andersen whose fairy stories delight every child there is a monument to him in the heart of the city on one side of the pedestal of which is engraved a picture from the ugly duckling and on another side is the figure of a little child riding on the back of a stork anderson was born in the small danish town of odense his father was a shoemaker and his mother wanted to make her boy a tailor young hans however had a bookish bent and his ambition was to become famous by writing he left home with five dollars in his pocket and with that as a start worked his way through school in copenhagen he had some talent for singing and hoped to make a place for himself on the stage he tried for one of the theatres of copenhagen but was rejected his talent was brought to the notice of the king through whom he was placed in an advanced school at public expense later on his poems and stories became noted and during his latter years he received an annuity from the danish government the people here are very proud of him and tell many stories of his simplicity and kindness. End of chapter 30